Welcome to Small Biz Brainiac, providing employer intelligence that helps you navigate the regulatory landscape and keep you on course running the business you love. Here's your host, Thomas Rock Lindsay. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 120. This is Common W-4 and I-9 Mistakes That Employers Make. I'm your host, Thomas Rock Lindsay, and this is the podcast that delivers employer intelligence two days each week in short 7-10 to minute episodes. I deliver the Tuesday show, and my co-host Robert Attridge delivers the Thursday show. After you hire a new employee, you have to get them set up in your HR and payroll system, or systems, before their first paycheck. This onboarding process requires the collection of information and the completion of certain government forms. Automated onboarding systems make the process a lot easier, but unfortunately, no system is 100% automated thanks to your federal government. That's because the Form I-9 requires a step that can't be fully automated. You and your employee can complete and sign the I-9 online, but you have to physically verify the identification of your newly hired employee to fully complete the process. So when you sign the I-9, you are certifying under penalty of perjury that you've examined the document or documents that your employee provided and you're certifying that they appear genuine and related to that person. And you're also certifying that to the best of your knowledge, they're authorized to work in the U.S. Now for more in-depth information about the I-9, check out episode 31. Now, if, however, the Accountability Through Electronic Verification Act, which I told you about on episode 118, if that's passed and the elimination of the I-9 remains a part of it, well, then obviously you won't have to meet face-to-face with your employee to verify their ID because the form will no longer exist. And that's a pretty big deal if you hire and employ remotely. If you have a physical location and people come there anyway and you're going to see them, then it's not such a big deal. The required federal forms are the W-4, Employees Withholding Allowance Certificate, and the I-9, Employment Eligibility Verification. Now, you also have state and possibly local forms to complete, so to help you out with that, I have added a link to an excellent site where you can get a complete set of new hire forms by state. You'll find the link in the show notes at smallbizbrainiac.com, so just click on the search icon in the menu bar on the far right side and search for W-4 or I-9 or episode 120. So let's go over a few common mistakes you should avoid having to do with these forms. And let's start with W-4. So what should you do if an employee asks to change their W-4? Should you allow it? What if they give you several different versions throughout the year? What's your responsibility there? Well, You have to implement any and every valid W-4 provided by an employee no matter how many times they change it. You have until the first pay period starting after 30 days from the date you receive the revised form to implement it. So, for example, if you get the form on May 8th, then 30 days later is June 7th. And let's say your first pay period starting after June 7th is June 11th with a check date of June 30th. So June 30th would be the first paycheck with the revised federal income tax withholding. 
You, however, do not have to honor an invalid W-4, but how do you know when a form is invalid? Well, if your employee alters the form in any way, then it's invalid. So if they cross out language or write on the form anywhere other than the places where an entry is requested, then it's invalid. Also, if your employee tells you or indicates in any way that they provided false information, obviously it's invalid. If the form is invalid, then don't implement it and ask your employee for another one. And at this point, it's probably a good idea to let them know that it's super important they submit an accurate W-4. You can tell them that they might be subject to a $500 penalty if they submit a W-4 that has no reasonable basis or one that is going to result in less tax being withheld than is required. Now, another common mistake is not getting a new W-4 each year for all the employees who file exempt. So, for example, a 2017 exempt W-4 is only good until February 15th, 2018. After that, if they haven't given you a new one, you have to change their status to single with zero exemptions. All right, back to the I-9. First, you need to thoroughly review Section 1, and this is the section that your employee completes. And most of the time, you'll find that they've missed something, like their complete name. And mostly, it's the maiden name that goes missing. Or they don't check one of the four boxes saying what their citizenship status is. And for those employees who didn't use a translator, there's a a sneaky box below the employee's signature line which they have to check saying that they did not use a translator to complete the form. And another common mistake is that they don't complete it by the first day of employment. So the date of hire, which is the date that they began working for wages. As for you, the most common mistake employers make is that you don't enter the employee's full name and citizenship status. Now, I know... I know that sounds weird because the employees already entered that information, but you have to re-enter it in Section 2. Now, another big mistake that employers often make is not entering the title of the document and the issuing authority and the expiration date of that document that the employee presented or documents that the employee presented for verification. And finally, not completing the form on time. In other words, by the third business day, after employment began. So the employee has to complete it the day employment begins, and then you have to complete it by the third business day. So it's important to understand these forms, and I recommend reading the instructions at least once a year, or just keep listening to Small Biz Brainiac podcast, and you'll avoid costly mistakes. Well, there you have it. Remember, if you've got any employer-related questions please don't hesitate to ask. Just go to smallbizbrainiac.com, scroll down to the Got Questions section and ask away, and either Robert or I will get back to you with a rock-solid reply. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. Thanks for listening to Small Biz Brainiac. To get your questions answered by Thomas directly, visit smallbizbrainiac.com. And for more employer intelligence, be sure to join us again here on Small Biz Brainiac.